TV and movies. If you're listening for the first time, welcome. Make sure you hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to my voice on. Also, take a few seconds to rate, comment, all greatly appreciated. So, yes, we are discussing season three of The Umbrella Academy. <laughs> um, and before we jump right in, this is a solo hosted show. It is just me. I can repeat myself, I can go in circles. Uh, there will be spoilers, like for anything related to The Umbrella Academy. It is what it is. If that's not your flow, feel free to check out another podcast. So yes, The Umbrella Academy. You guys, if you listen for a while, I've talked about both seasons of, or previous seasons, I should say, of Umbrella Academy. So season one and season two. I have enjoyed Umbrella Academy. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't think I started late. I think I did it. Actually, did I talk about season one? I can't remember. But for sure, season two. I'm pretty sure I talked about season one. But that's neither here nor there. (laughs) Season three finally dropped. It dropped literally a week ago on a Wednesday, which was weird for me. And usually um, I'm like, okay, drops in the middle of the week. We're just going to wait until the weekend to watch it. But I was going to be out of town um, over the weekend. So I was like, ugh. If I'm going to talk about this and post this <laughs> on the following Wednesday, we're going to have to watch this starting on Wednesday. So it took me about three days to watch it because I spread it out because um, I started on Wednesday night and I don't watch TV during the week until like literally late evening. So like after 8 p.m. Um, so I watched a couple of episodes on Thursday, a couple of episodes on or a couple episodes on Wednesday, a couple episodes on Thursday, and then finished it. So I think I did three, three, and then four, because there's 10 episodes, right? Yeah, there's 10 episodes. So as I just mentioned, there are 10 episodes. They were all under um, an hour long. I don't have any notes about any around the timing of the episodes. I don't think any were longer than an hour. I don't even think any hit the hour mark they felt like they were all in like the 50 minute um range I mentioned this when I was talking about um Peaky Blinders from like anytime I see a date or a city or anything come on the screen I was writing it down in my notes because you guys know if I binge it then I have notes about it uh so Howie also if you're new like we don't recap the show because my assumption is if you're listening to me, then you watch the show. We're just going to talk about the things that I want to highlight um, from the show or like I really want to talk about. So where we left off season two, um, we knew they went back in time. And I talked about in that episode, which you should go and listen to, how we're all, I'm assuming, a majority of us, or if you listen to my podcast and you love like sciencey type things, you probably watch a lot of things that have time travel and stuff like that. So we're familiar with if you time travel, you're not supposed to do anything that could disrupt the timeline. Um, And the thing that they did is that they talked to their father in 1963. And therefore, because he met them in that timeline and saw what they turned out to be when they went back to 20. Oh, my gosh. I don't even know when. Is it 2019 or 2020? I think it's 2020. Or when they went back to the present timeline, (laughs) uh, they realized that they, 
essentially created, I wrote it down, the grandfather paradox because they're, they don't exist in the present timeline because their mothers died before they were born. So essentially you come back to the present expecting things to be a certain way. When you find out that they're not that way, of course there are going to be some issues and we got to see them all deal. It was mainly, I would say, Allison who did not handle um, the present timeline, like what actually, um, or the result of their, them going back in time. She didn't really handle it well, which is valid because she clearly was suffering from PTSD because they did go back to the 60s and Allison is black and being a black person during that time was not a fun um, part of time to be in. And we saw the traumatic experiences that she had in the 60s being a black woman. So she's already coming back from that. And then also she comes back and finds out that her daughter does not exist, which I mean, she's a mom, your your child doesn't exist, of course. You're not going to handle that um, well. But it ends up turning her into this Allison that was kind of hard to watch. I'm not going to lie. Um, it wasn't even that it was hard to watch a lot of the time because I was like, okay, her feelings are valid. It makes sense. I think it's when we get towards the second half of the season. What episode was that? Mm, I want to say was episode or no episode five <laughs> when you have notes sometimes it's hard to find things um but when we get to episode five when um Luther is like clearly him and, him, him and Sloan are like doing great we find out like later on that they're like, oh, world's ending. We're going to get married. And they have like a wedding, which is like super cute. Um, and we may talk about it. <laughs> we may not. I mean, it's not really on my list. But a lot of things are triggered from the after or like the um, wedding reception. Um, but we have that moment when it's just her and Luther. And she uh, clearly outside of his will after he tells him tells her no and she whispers to him that he wants her and I was just watching that I felt so un uncomfortable watching that whole scene like anything that like references <laughs> sexual assault is really uncomfortable for me to watch and even all of a sudden I was like isn't this technically like sexual assault sexual harassment in a way because she's forcing him to do something that he doesn't want to do and I'm surprised that I haven't really seen a lot of like articles or mentions about it. Granted, I didn't do a lot of Google searching after watching um, the Umbrella Academy. I did Google a couple of things that I wanted to uh, confirm before getting on here and talking about the show. But I didn't really see a lot of like headline news about that. So I thought that that was weird and it made me very uncomfortable. And yeah, I, th I just thought it was weird that that was the choice that they made for her in that moment. I don't know. It was weird. Uh, <laughs> but we also um, find out based off their everything that happens between 
Harlan and um, Victor. And we're going to talk about Victor. Don't you worry. We're going to talk about Victor. But um, everything that happens with Harlan and Victor when um, he's trying to take Harlan's powers from him and Allison walks into, I don't even think she walks into, I think she just gets close and then that ring around them of like the power that is there between the two of them, she like walks into that area. I don't know. It's hard to try to explain it. I don't know why. <laughs> but it essentially now she can force people to do things without saying, I heard a, I heard a rumor. So that was that. Uh, let's talk about Victor because Victor had a very um, sweet transition story in this. So we all know that Elliot Page, or at least I hope you know, or you know by now, Elliot Page transitioned in real life. And so they essentially, I believe I was reading an article with the showrunner, um, Steve Blackman, and he was talking about kind of like how they, how they, um, came about the script for Victor and how to tell that transition story. Um, so Vanya transitioning into Victor and I thought it was done in a really great way. I thought it was very, um, sweet. And a lot of times, like, I just feel like there's so much trauma <laughs> that we go through, especially when we start talking about, um, LGBTQ stories, there are, there I'm noticing that a lot of the stories we're seeing now, or at least the ones that I'm watching, <laughs> I don't know what else is out there um, besides what I'm watching, um, but I feel like a lot of them are starting to tell more positive stories and shed light on the positive um, aspects of these stories. And it's not so much like trauma or like my family disowned me or, or those types of stories, even though that does still happen um, in real life, but we're starting to see more stories of how, um, these people are being accepted in their families. And so that's what we got to see with Victor. Um, he was just like, I'm Victor. This is who I am. And his family was like, okay. And they accepted it. I did thought, I did think it was funny, like the little moments, um, cause it kind of spread across a couple of, a few episodes, but the moment when, uh, I believe it was Luther, and he was like, I feel like we should throw a party or something. And I want to say it was Diego. I, I referenced it, but I didn't write anyone's names down. Um, I mean, so they're all they're all brothers outside of Allison. So it's like you have to pick between one of them. It could be. It definitely was not Claus, but <laughs> or five, or maybe it was five. Oh my gosh, now I don't know. But one of them were like, Oh, we don't need to make a big deal about it. And then Victor walks up. And he's like, what are you guys talking about? I think it was Diego. And Diego's like, or five, can't really remember. But I'm going to say Diego for now. <laughs> he's like, oh, Luther wants to throw you a party to celebrate you being Victor. And Victor's like, oh, that's not necessary. I was like, oh, my God, this is so cute. <laughs> so I thought that, that was done really well. And I appreciated the, um, the way that they told Victor's transition story in this show. Um, and also the article, the article I read, um, was on the Hollywood Reporter with Steve Blackman and he was even talking about how 
when Victor, or when Victor, when Elliot Page reached out to tell him, like, oh, I'm transitioning, um, and he even highlighted the fact that he wasn't really familiar with the trans community, or he didn't really understand what it meant, but he wanted to make sure that the right people were in the room to help tell the story. I was like, okay, thank you. Like, that's how you, that's how it should be with anything, even if, there are so many things that happen in life where we're not always going to know have the answers. There are going to be things that happen that we don't understand. But if you approach it from a heart of love in a place of, or a place of love and a place of wanting to understand, then I feel like the world would be a better place and wouldn't be in a shit show that we are in today. But you know, <laughs> there's that. Also want to add that Victor just seemed way more happier than we've seen him in any of the previous seasons which was also great to see like it felt like his vibe his demeanor everything like all the dance moments that we got to see of Victor like he just felt like himself and I love to see it so yeah um what else did we did I want to talk about so when the umbrellas show up in the present they meet the sparrows which are marcus faye ben so we get a new version of ben and um steve blackman also talked about like how they came about um this new version of ben so kind of that whole nurture versus nature um story of like if you were raised in a loving environment versus raised in a not so loving environment like would you turn out differently so that's kind of what we see play out with Ben um also in the Sparrows we have Jamie Alfonso Christopher which is like a block or stone of stone <laughs> I I completely miss because they were showing all their names at the beginning when they were first showing them on the screen and somehow I, I miss Christopher like I was looking down I heard Christopher but it didn't register in my brain and so when we saw them all, like as a group, when they confronted the umbrellas when they first show up in the house, I was like, I only count six people. And then I was like, is this like floating block supposed to be the seventh person? So I really had to rewind it. And then I saw that they showed his name right after they showed Ben because they were together. But then it's also like, so was he born as a, a, a stone? I don't know. It's so weird. Granted, this is based off a graphic novel. Also, I was, you know, I did not read the, this, these graphic, I don't even, didn't even know what it was. But <laughs> apparently, like, these seasons have been tracking with the graphic novels, even though they, like, used their own liberty to tell the story that they wanted to tell. And apparently there was, like, there's another volume that was coming out that's about the Sparrow, Acad the Sparrow Academy, but... It's not out yet, but Steve Blackman did work with the um, creator of the comics to get, like, his perspective and all that. So, I don't know. I just, I'm just like, someone birthed a, a block of stone. It's so weird. Because <laughs> we know they all came from um, human mothers who were paid to turn their babies over, which is, like, insane. Um, and then the other one in the family is Sloane. So we get this epic dance battle in the beginning. I'm like, every season we have to have some type of dancing, which I appreciate, uh, cause I am a musical girl 
at heart. That's that's at my core. Um, but I thought the dancing was very, very funny. And especially because it's supposed to be Diego hallucinating. But like, it was like a full-blown, like, everyone was straight up dance battling. <laughs> and it was so great to see. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is really happening. But it did happen. And it was fun. Um, what else? Claws. Claws is always interesting to me. I am always like, oh, Claws. <laughs> What is going on? Like every season, it's just he's always on his own journey that just in this in the midst of it does not make sense, but somehow seems to come together in the end. And the season was no different. Um, he, we got to see him go off with um Reginald, um, this version or I should say this version of Reginald Hargreaves, but this is the one that they met in nineteen three so he's from season two um but he never adopted the umbrellas as his own so like he's not going to be the same guy <laughs> um but he essentially we get to see his approach to like their powers and he's like you guys are not operating at your full potential. Like, even speaking about the sparrows. And it's just, like, the fact that we haven't seen the extent of what they all can do. It's like, okay, but what else can they do? Because I feel like they can do some very uh, insane thing, Or, I don't want to say insane. They can do some very wild things. And you're telling us that there's even more that they can do. So, um, that was interesting to see and to learn that Claus has died multiple times and come back to life and he didn't even realize it until the season, which is wild because we saw him, uh, like seeing the first time that he died and then came like, how do you die and come back to life and you don't even know it. And then like you can control it. And you can decide if you even want to come back or even when you want to come back. It's like, oh my gosh, that's kind of, that's, that's a power that I don't want to have, <laughs> but that's a power. Um, so the whole thing is that they're, they've created this group, this, okay, this is a, you guys know. I'm already, I already suck at saying people's names, but also I write all these things down, especially when the names are like, when you hear them like, oh, that sounds like I should be able to say it, but then it's like spelled in a weird way. And then I go back to read it and I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel like I can't read. <laughs> a Google Blitz, is that what they were calling it? They created that and we find out that Harlan is the source of why that was created because Victor tried to take his powers away in 1963. We saw at the end of season two that he still has some sort of powers. We also got to see what happened between um, him and his mom, Sissy, who's Victor's kind of like love interest um, last season. And we find out that she ends up passing in... 89 which was the year that the all of the kids would have been born and so um that's when we see the Harlan 
was the one who caused all of their moms to mysteriously die, like literally ruptured their brains. But I'm also like, but why was it, why was it their moms specifically? Or I, I do, we do know why, because he was saying that he can feel um, people with powers, specifically Victor, and feeling that that was the first time that he felt that like sensation was in 89. So we do know why. Oh my gosh, Eva. <laughs> and then that's what caused him to come to um, find them in the current timeline because when they got back, he could feel that presence again. You know, it's in there. It's in there. It's just <laughs> pulling it out. Um, let's talk about Lila. Because we got to see Lila and Diego together last season. And she was an interesting character. We see her show up at the beginning of this season. And she shows up with a child in tow. Which, I mean, I guess he's like a preteen. <laughs> still a child in tow and that child is actually played by I believe it's Javon Walton who is also from Euphoria which I'm not giving any Euphoria um spoilers so I was like oh my gosh and he's actually pretty funny because like his character in Euphoria and then his character in here completely different but still kind of like tough tough guy exterior but this one this this character that he played was more um even though I do think that his character on Euphoria has some comedic moments, <laughs> but they weren't like funny in the way of like how Umbrella Academy does like comedic moments. Um, so she shows up with him and she's like, this is your son. And I swear, <laughs> I was sitting there. I literally wrote this down. Um, or maybe it wasn't for him. Because there was a moment where I wrote down. I was like, the math is not mathing. Like, it does not make sense to me. But maybe it was something else. I need to find that in my uh, notes. But, like, she showed up. She's, and he, she's like, he's 12. But then I was like, they were in 1963. Then how was... I don't know. It was just like okay, then maybe they were like jumping this whole time. Didn't even make sense. But essentially come to find out that's not really Diego's son, but Lila is pregnant and she was using him to test as a test to see if he would be a good father. <laughs> Which is like, first of all, I wish someone would do that to me. Like there, we would be fighting for real. But I also feel like their relationship is an interesting one because they bring out, they each bring out a soft, side to the other especially Diego because Diego's like always on a thousand just ready to like kill someone <laughs> fight someone um so it was it was interesting to see him and Lila's relationship evolve and then her kind of become a part of the family in a way so yeah um that was fun but we do see um Stan get blitzed and then she tells him the truth like oh he's actually from I think 1989 is where he's from as well because she was in or she wasn't in Berlin but yeah oh yeah I did write down she took Stan from 89 so what else do we need to talk about 
the proposal. Luther ended up proposing to Sloan. They had the wedding. Um, everything has been taking place in Obsidian. Come to find out, you know, I love to see like how these things evolve to be like, why is this such an important place? Come to find out, Obsidian was built in eight, 1918. Reginald owns it. Oh, that's where I wrote the maps, not mapping. <laughs> Reginald built it around this portal into, um, let's just say another dimension. And so the reason I wrote the maps, not mapping is because I was like, how old is Reginald if he was running around in 1918, running around in 1963, and now he's here in the present. And all those times, for the most part, he looked about the same age. And come to find out, he's like, or actually, I don't even think they ever really tell us what he is, but um, I think it was Luther. Yeah, Luther, when he killed Luther, which was like, oh my gosh. Because for all the times that Luther may not act like he's all the way there, he is a sweet person at the end of the day, and he's very gullible. Not gullible, but like, he's very receptive to um, believing, or he can easily believe when people, even though they may be um, pulling the wool over him, because we kind of see that with him and Salone in the beginning, where he's like, oh, tell her all these things. Then he's like, but oh, wait, are you like just doing that to try to pull one over on me? Like, he's just one of those people. So when he got killed, it was like, oh, no, not Luther. <laughs> but um, Luther was, one like, was like, oh, he's some type of alien. So it's just like, I don't know. I, I have so many questions <laughs> about what he is and what is going on and how does he know all these things, which assuming that would come in a potential final season four if we get it. But we'll talk about that in a minute. So <laughs> um, that was interesting to see uh them having to go through that portal and the only way one had they not gone to portal then they would have like dissipated with the rest of the world because literally the fire was coming as they were running into through that door and then we saw that uh Reginald pushed claws so he couldn't get in there um but come to find out like my whole thing is y'all know who y'all daddy is <laughs> I would think that you would not trust him at all. Five was like, I don't trust him. I'm going with what my future self told me. My future self told me not to save the end of the world. And like when they travel back and he's like, he sees his future self in the like container thing and he's missing an arm. As soon as they got through the portal and like the little like roach alien, I don't even know what they were. It was disgusting when the, the helmet face thing came off of that last one and all the bugs were like, I was like, why? Why do we need this visual? <laughs> but um, I was like, oh my gosh, this is when he loses his arm. Uh, and then he, lo and behold, we see him lose his arm. <laughs> um, but Five was like, I don't trust it. And also I was like, why? I wouldn't trust Allison either. Like Five is the smartest one of the entire family. I have to say, like, there, I don't, I just feel like there's no debating it Five. As, as holy as he acts, he seems to be the only one with, with the most sense. <laughs> and so he's like, I don't trust, I don't trust dad. I don't trust Allison. I was like, don't trust Allison. And then lo and behold, we can't trust Allison because she made a deal with Reginald. Um, so I don't know. I thought that that was interesting. And then, um... 
we find out that they that there are actually the seven bells and they have to stand on the thing in order to like unlock this computer thing that essentially can be used to reset the timeline or reset like the world. And so Allison made a deal with Reginald. Essentially, come to find out her, what she her deal was is that she would get her daughter Claire back and then Ray back, who's from 1963, even though she had an ex-husband who was the actual father of Claire. So that was her deal. Um, she chose her family over uh, Reginald and like killed him to so that they wouldn't be like standing on the things literally dying. And she pushes the button, even though Five's like, don't push the button. We don't know what's going to happen. So they push the button. Everyone or all the umbrellas are in this new timeline. So everything has been reset. We are now in new territory. <laughs> they, none of them have their par powers. At least six of them don't. Allison, still unclear if she does or if she doesn't because she's the one who made the deal with um, Reginald, so we don't know what she has. But everyone else does not have their power powers at all. Luther is back from the dead, and they have um, Sparrow Ben. But we get a mid-credit scene where we see Ben on a train, happy and laughing, and it was confirmed that that is the Ben from season three. So, And one of the things that um, Steve Blackman said in the interview was like, with the whole nurture versus nature, like the bin that we know is in there is just like buried super deep. So like something must have happened to get him to that place of happiness that we see him in the mid credit scene. But everyone splits up because you know, that's what they do. They always split up <laughs> and it's so much work getting them all back together. Like every single season, they all split up. I don't understand. I don't understand. You guys know, I love me. I love me the group moments. Like don't split up. Um, and I love pairings too, but like, I'm here for all the group moments. So, um, Luther and Claus go off together because Luther's like, where's Sloane? Sloane's not here. I'm assuming she does not exist. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just want to know the thinking behind why the timeline was reset in this way, which is again, probably a potential season four, um, question. Um, we see Ben peace out because he's like, you all are nuts. I'm leaving. Allison, we saw when the time, when the um, earth reset, like we saw her arriving in a taxi at her old house. And so like, she's not even with them. Um, who are we missing? Five and Victor. Is that everyone? Two, four. Oh, Diego and Lila, they go off together. It's She's still pregnant. I don't think that that was asked or even confirmed. But they go off together and then Five and Victor are left together trying to figure out what the hell just happened. So that's where we leave things. And then we also see that um, Reginald Hargreaves is literally the owner of everything in this new timeline. And is standing at the top of the building looking down at the city with his wife, um... And so I believe that that, so we don't have a season four yet, or like we don't have confirmation that we're getting a season four. Um, it's not, it's Netflix, so who knows? I feel like they've been just counseling, or no, it's not Netflix who's been counseling everything. Who's been counseling everything? That's the CW. But it's Netflix. I feel like they give shows three seasons, maybe four seasons, but Umbrella Academy is a pretty popular show. 
And um, Steve Blackman was saying that he has like a four season plan. So hopefully they give him that four season and we can wrap it up. Like he knows what he wants to do in the beginning, the middle and the end, which I'm all here for a plan. So <laughs> if that's the case, give us the final fourth season. Like how we left off, it is a huge cliffhanger, but if we weren't to get a season four, I wouldn't be like, oh, burn, burn everything down. But I do have some questions about why we got this timeline that we got. What was the thinking that went behind it? What was even the machine thing that was used to bring them back? Like, how does it work? Would they ever get their powers back? Like, can they go back and like fix things? Like, it's just questions like that. So if we were to get season four, I would hope that they will like answer those types of things. And I would assume that uh, Reginald would be like our big bad of the season. So yeah. Did I miss out on anything? I don't think so. I think we covered everything that I at least wanted to talk about. Uh, oh, we did learn that Five created the time. I, I just wrote down Five or has Five always created the time place or is that new? I can't remember what it's what the actual name is called, but we find out that he was the creator of the um, timekeepers. Time I feel like that's not the right word, but maybe it is, um, which is interesting. Like I, I have questions about that too, but I doubt just based on how things are left that we would learn that unless, well, no, because the time, like everything was reset. So that version of himself that he saw in the future is no longer his future. Oh my gosh. Time travel, it just screws your brain. It really does. Because there's just so many things that it's like, oh my gosh, that's not possible because of this. It's crazy. It's insane. It's all, it's wild. <laughs> so yeah, that's all I have. I want to know what you guys thought about season three of the Umbrella Academy. Do you want to see a season four? If we get a season four, what do you want to see in season four? Let me know all the things and I will talk to you all in the next episode. That's the end of the episode. Thanks for sticking through it to the end. Be sure to follow me on all the social media platforms at currentlybenjing on Instagram and at currentbenjing Twitter. Also, hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you listen to podcasts on and I'll talk to you in the next one.